Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we need to edit this. We need to edit that. The funny, the funny part is, I was, I was actually just reading. No, I know, because I, I saw your mouse. I saw your mouse. I was like, yeah, no, he's reading. He doesn't realize what we're looking at. I was reading, and that's why I was like, maybe they're laughing at how how much I'm focusing on reading. Because I was like, yo, I'm not seeing no new information. <laughs> What's funny about this? Why are they laughing? That's hilarious. I was like, yo, they're laughing, but I'm doing my job. <laughs> no. Yeah, once I saw your mouse like going through the article, I was like, yeah, he clearly does not see what we see. Yeah. When y'all started laughing, then I then I, I look, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> hey, maybe we oh, can use some of this of us just like laughing in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Without no, any context. And never explain it. And never yeah, explain exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but all right. All right. Let's, all right yeah, we'll no, get back no, into it. So, no, new, right. no new Jimmy news. All right. Yeah. One, okay, two, so, two, three. To the Bias Aside podcast, I am Jeffrey Jacobo, and I'm Josh Loera, and we also have the return of Stat Guy. Stat Guy is back with us, and um, go ahead, man, introduce yourself. Yo, what's up? I'm Stat Guy. Uh, I have a voice on this episode, and I'm yeah, I'm just happy to be here, man. <laughs> stat Guy, we're happy to have you here with us. Yes. The best stat guy in the business, man. <laughs> Tell us that guy. How, how, how's everything been, man? Everything's been cool. Everything's been cool. Um, a lot going on. Recently got engaged. Uh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> so, big stuff happened. Big stuff happening. Wedding planning during COVID yeah. is, is crazy. But that guy. It's exciting uh, for everyone time. that doesn't know where you're from, let them let them know where you're from, man. Oh yeah, I'm from uh from well I'm gonna start off being biased. I'm from the best place on earth, Bay Area, California. Uh anybody who don't know where that is, like Oh, San you said Francisco, best place on earth Oakland, though. You said best place area. on earth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. You didn't say Southern Cali, so I was kind of Nah, I mean, hey, that's what <laughs> that's what uh that's what most people might think. But if you really know, you know the real gym is in the is in the bay. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Nice. And, hey, and speaking of which, Jeff can tell you that too, because you know me and Jeff have had many, many a days in the Bay. Yes, sir. Knows, I love, he I knows love the real, Bay. He knows it's bay. a real gym. I love. Hey, the bay. speaking of uh, Northern California, what's it like with like the fires and the wildfires and all that stuff? It's crazy. Like uh, the air quality just hit moderate, so that so we're good. But it's crazy that everybody that's like a part of everybody's speech out here now. Like mm-hmm. everybody has um, like some type of air quality monitor app on their phone. And yeah, so everybody wow. you'll you'll see people out when it's when it's good air quality and then you'll see people. Everybody will be inside when when it's bad. Dude. But um, 
not even to like sugarcoat it like it's it's crazy like uh i know like we were kind of like talking about it a little bit but you can actually some of the fires like i really have seen like just driving on the freeway you'll see like fires on one side of the freeway just like burning a whole a whole side of there and i went out to uh to napa valley um last weekend and you could just see like rows and rows and rows of land just black and so oh man yeah it's it's scary wow that sucks man. so was that uh, outside looking in outside looking in it's kind of like you know we see these viral pictures and like the all of the <laughs> sky is red and everybody mm. thinks it's like photoshop but is that really what it looks like it it really looked like that you know what what's crazy is i um so i i start work at 9 50 and uh i woke up i usually wake up around like six i woke <laughs> up and then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's like 3 a.m. And so, like, I went back to sleep. And then, like, something in me was just like, hey, yo, get up. And so I got up. And then I, like, looked at my phone. I was like, yo, what? It's like 945? And it's still, it still looks like 3 a.m.? Like, so it's it dark. Was crazy. Oh, wow. Dark. That's it insane. was dark outside. Wow. No light was coming in from outside. And so, like, people were scared to drive. People were scared to even step outside because... It was just so scary and ominous. And did this really start from a gender reveal? Like, is that what yeah, all this, that's, like, all of it started from a gender reveal? <laughs> I heard that's all of one it of did them. not start. Oh, yeah, all of it did not start <laughs> okay. from a gender reveal. Okay. We got a, over here, like, uh, in, in the Bay, we got something like, I don't know, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fires that are, that are burning uh, simultaneously. But uh, one of them, uh, one of the big ones is off of a gender reveal. That baby's that life like, is going to be tainted for like the rest of its life. I don't know. Well, they're 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 facing they're facing charges. Oh wow! So yeah, that that, that kind of sucks. No, that's going to go down. I mean, obviously that you don't plan on a huge wildfire coming out of the gender reveal, but yeah, yep, you yeah. got to be smart. Well, anyways, prayers out to those people, man. So definitely, definitely, that that really sucks. But we'll kind of uh we'll turn the page here uh, and talk about this podcast. Hey, listen, uh, last week's episode, the reception uh, was was really good. Um, I'm just really glad, Jeffrey, that we decided to do an NBA podcast and not the curling podcast that we were thinking of doing. Seriously, seriously, yeah. yeah. And curling yeah. was hot for a minute, and we did we you know we didn't jump on that trend. So good for us. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this definitely has. I'm not sh- I'm not 100 percent sure just yet, but I feel like. NBA podcast has a little more staying power than a curling podcast. Would. I think it has a little bit more following than curling and also the cricket podcast we were thinking about. So I think, I mean, a cricket, I mean, cricket's one of the most popular sports on the planet. So we probably could have, we probably could have done something there, but you know, yeah, let's just stop this here and we'll just I, do what, well, yeah, we'll just do cricket. All right. I guess we're a cricket podcast. <laughs> uh, stat guy, cool, get on man. the uh, cricket, cricket stats for us, please. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> no, uh, no. So, uh, up, uh, um, <laughs> NBA podcasts usually do a little bit better than curling podcasts. Uh, okay, thanks oh, for nice. that stat. That's why you're here. No, but we're coming off a, a an exciting week of basketball. A lot of news to get into. Uh, but um, I guess we'll get right into it. Uh, we can start off. With yeah, Minnesota Lynx versus Seattle Storm. NBA, NBA. <laughs> okay, NBA. all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, all right, sorry. NBA. Go ahead. So we have we have uh, four teams left, 
And uh, the games have been great, man. And let me tell you, I was not going to be ready to record if we were down 3-0. So now that the series is 2-1, we can get into Miami <laughs> versus Boston. And things are looking a lot better. So uh, any any thoughts on that, Josh? Any observations? Yeah, so listen, man. Uh, if If... Even though you guys are down, and I'm saying you guys because obviously Jeffrey's a Boston fan, but even though you guys are down uh, 2-1, you guys still seem like the better team in all of those games considering the 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 lead that you guys had in all three games. But for some reason, I don't know what it is, and I've kind of seen this, you know, this, this pattern with Boston throughout the whole season where there are certain times where you guys – do get this lead and you guys just let off the gas a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it's crazy because the talent is just so much better than the Heat. And that's not a knock on the Heat. The Heat, the number one they think, the, the, the number one thing that they have going for them is obviously, you know, just the grit and the heart that they play with. So if they just continue, man, if they just, if Boston just doesn't let up the whole way, you know, the whole way through all 48 minutes, then, um, I mean, they have the potential to win every game uh, the rest of the series. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just weird. Just some things that I've kind of noticed in game two, for example. Uh, I'll start off with the fact that Tyler Hero, he listens to this podcast because he did fade up his hair a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you guys had a 17-point lead. Yeah. And you guys lost that. No, I saw I saw a stat that – so there's been 144 minutes played in this series and the Celtics have led for 136 of them. So, I oh, mean, wow. they've been, they've been leading most of the games and, you know, it's interesting because um, one thing Brad Stevens brought up about Miami is he was saying, it doesn't really matter what your lead is against Miami because the way they shoot the ball from three, like a 17 point lead can turn into eight like that. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. He was saying it, he when they when they're up big he's not really excited or he's not like you know we have them because they let it fly and I mean Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and Jay Crowder has been shooting great those guys are putting yeah. the ball in the basket so if they get going I mean you better hope you're coming back and scoring too you know and so, that's the thing just to kind of follow up with that it's not a one man show in Miami. No, no, I wouldn't say it's a one man show in Boston either, but you do have your front runner, like the guy you go to, right, Jason yeah. Tatum. But yeah. Miami, like it is just Jimmy Butler doesn't need to go off for twenty or twenty five points. You know he'll give you that, but he could have a really good game with fifteen points. But do and you feel like? Else, but do you feel like he kind of has to? Because you know he has his whole strategy of taking the first three quarters kind of softly, you know, taking it easy. Yeah. And letting his teammates get involved. And then fourth quarter, yeah. he kind of steps in. I feel like in game three, that kind of worked against him. It's like, where's Jimmy at? You know? Because right, I don't right, know if right. you noticed. I don't know if you noticed, but Boston made a, a defensive. Um, they switched up the defensive matchups. So they put uh, Kemba Walker on Jay Crowder. And they put uh, Marcus Smart on Goran Dragic. And that took Dragic completely out of the game. And you know how Dragic has been. He's been, I mean, the entire right. playoffs, he's been amazing, you know? So put it, making right. that simple switch um, changed everything. Because, you know, Jay Crowder is not going to score off the dribble. 
So if right, Kemba's right. just there to contest on a three, then he's doing his job. You know, exactly, so yeah. and then you want Marcus Smart on the on the playmaker because I mean Dragic is I mean his uh his fakes where he goes to the basket and he does like the pivot. Oh, such man. a European player. That's exactly. Oh yeah. man. Yep. Oh man, Manu, so silky yeah. smooth. Yeah, like so silky exactly. smooth. Exactly. So that adjustment, I I think that was a big adjustment. And also, you know, having Hayward back, I mean, that dude, uh, that's he, always he, gonna help. He had a quiet night on on the stat sheet, but you felt his Hayward impact. back. Like he does everything right. What was that? You felt his impact. Exactly. Like he had the loudest. I heard this on on. I read this on Twitter. He had the loudest, quietest night <laughs> in a return. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you know, he just does everything right. And there was a couple um, – I forget who was calling that game. I think it was Mark Jackson. Um, but he had mentioned – was it Mark Jackson? No, it was Chris Webber and Reggie Miller. Okay, so I, I think Reggie Miller – how, uh, how much I dislike that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Reggie Miller had um, – he made a good point. Uh, there was a couple points where uh, Hayward was guarding – uh, Bam down in the post and he had mentioned how basically Bam had to settle for a I think it was like a 10 foot little floater hook over over Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward and he said if that was Daniel Tice like I think Bam has more confidence and just and Hayward isn't necessarily a super big dude but right. again it's just something about Hayward just doing things right and the way he was mm-hmm. he was contesting Bam's shots that Bam, he actually made that shot, but now he has to settle for that type of shot. And he's not just putting mm-hmm. the shoulder down and just taking Tice in, especially how much foul trouble Tice gets in. So Right. And and I mean to me too, I think honestly, I'd rather have them them play through Bam and just score two pointers the entire game. If that's how what you're gonna do, you know, and just I'd rather have that than point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have that than Duncan Robinson lighting me up from three or Tyler Hero. You know, yeah. I, if Bam wants to shoot little hook shots in the paint yeah. all, the whole time, go for it. You know, what's funny, too. I, they asked uh, Jay Crowder about um, that matchup, if they were going to try and exploit it next game. Because he said, you know, you have Kemba on you, smaller player. Are you going to do something about that? And he said, yes. And he said they're also going to do something about them playing uh, Cantor on Iguodala. Um. And to me... If Miami plans on trying to exploit that, that plays into Boston's favor because nobody wants to see Jay Crowder trying to post up Kemba Walker. No. That's not his game. But if they're going to go for it, then be my guest, please. (laughs) I I want you to try and force that matchup. Yeah. I cannot wait to watch that. As long as the ball's out of Dragic's hands, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero... Be my guest, Jay Crowder. I would have my try and post up Kemba. Crazy, yeah. Like seriously. So I mean, and if they want to try and run pick and rolls with uh, Iggy to get him open threes because Cantor's on him, then please go be my guest. You know. So those are if those are matchups they're looking to exploit. uh, I have no issues with that. I think that plays right into Boston's favor. So. I think Boston's issue too is uh like third quarters, man. I don't know what it is. Something about third quarters. Yeah. Game three, you guys finally, yeah. you know, you guys finally kind of just, you know, stuck well, to it. But in game two, it was thirty-seven a thirty-seven third quarter to a seventeen-point third quarter for Boston, and that's just 
37 to 17 to be outscored by 20 there. That's um that's wild. It's really bad. That's a really yeah, bad no, and quarter, yeah. I think the biggest issue was that zone they were playing. I just don't think Boston could figure they it out. They switched up, yeah. And uh, in game three, they finally figured it out. And I think a lot of it had to do with uh, Hayward being back. Because yeah. now they were able to have someone in the middle that's a playmaker. You know, and that's what you want to do in the zone. You want to get in the middle, bring the defense up, and have people come behind that that line at the basket, you know, to, to right, kind of right. bust the zone up. Once they figured that out, I mean, it was go time. So... I think that was probably their biggest thing. I was I was going to ask you a question. Do you think we just mentioned we just talked about how Boston has been in the lead for most of these games, right? Yeah. And one thing we can say about Miami is they have a lot of heart. True. They, you know, they go down fighting. You know, and we mentioned how with the way they shoot the ball, um leads can evaporate. But do you think they're playing with fire constantly? letting themselves get in these holes and having to fight back. Do you think that's going to get old after a while? Do you think oh, they can I mean, keep doing that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be, it, it, it's going to, because when you come back from a win like that and you do come back and, and, and let's say, I don't know, what was it? A 17 point lead or whatever game one was. Yeah. I think game one yeah. was a seven or a 14 point lead in game one. When you come back and you win a game like that, and you carry that into the locker room. I mean, I think the momentum is is at at a at an all time high. So I can see that being very beneficial. Where it hurts you is in a series that goes, let's say, six or seven games, and I think it's very taxing on your body to just yeah. have to constantly, constantly, constantly fight back, and you never really have time to rest because you need the guys that are going to make plays, you know, play you know high minutes. Um, so right. I think I think that's where it could eat you. Um, so yeah, so I, I see the positive side and I see the negative side in it. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it's like the the positive. Yeah, the positive is Miami. They play with heart. You know that you know they're gonna they're always gonna fight. They're never just gonna fold, which is great. Is admirable. Yeah. But do you really just want to keep having to fight back to get these leads, or right. just start off start off the right way and keep the lead? You yeah. know, they both take work, but I mean, it's easier to keep a lead than have to fight all the way back just to take a lead. And I think sure. Jimmy Butler mentioned that in his um, press conference. He's like, we just have to do a better job starting off playing Miami, playing Miami basketball rather than, you know, waiting till the middle of the third quarter to turn it up. You know, yeah. I can't. And honestly, if they if they plan on, let's say they play the Lakers in the finals, I just don't think that's going to work. Oh, I don't no. think that's no. You know, you, yeah. Even though it's even not though, that I mean, they're we'll not capable, yeah, yeah, we'll get into it's it. Not but the Lakers could look sloppy yeah. sometimes too, where they kind of, well, yeah, like of Boston, yeah, yeah. kind of just let off the gas a little bit. Um, yeah, another yeah, thing no, too for sure. is yeah. turnovers. Boston's yeah. t- turnovers. Game two, they had nineteen turnovers, and the Heat, yeah, that was bad. Executed off of those oh, twenty six sure. points off for of sure. turnovers, and I think yeah. one thing for uh, game two, it was. That save that Jimmy Butler had where he saved it behind his back and it went to Duncan Robinson. Uh-huh. I think you guys were up like five at, up until that point. Yeah. I mean, the momentum after that just absolutely just like if it was a meter, it just went all the way towards the heat side after that. And um, mm-hmm. it's just those type of plays, that type of hustle where everybody just wants to do the right thing because you have right, somebody yeah. like Jimmy Butler 
that's why I had mentioned um, we had mentioned last week uh, just who the best players are in the in this series, and I had to put Jimmy Butler up there because um, I had to put him over Bam, and that was just because of his leadership, man. Um, what happened to him in Game Three? Did they ever talk about that? No, I saw. I watched the him? Eric Spolstra uh, press conference afterwards, and he said he just wanted something quick. But I'm just confused as to why. I mean, the game was in reach. They had yeah. an opportunity, and they just decided to sit Jimmy. I, I just assumed he was hurt, you know. But yeah, no. I mean, I think he's. I think there fine. might be something there. I think there might be something there, and they just don't want to you know, say anything, right? They don't want to give Boston anything to really, you know, bite at. So, so? Yeah, I don't know. It just the f- It's just so weird that Jimmy Butler wouldn't be on the court at that point. Yeah. Hey, stat guy, can you see if there's any uh, Jimmy Butler news uh, coming up or any injury talks or anything like that? Yeah, um, that was just so strange to me. Yeah, I just – yeah, yeah, that was, that was very bizarre. I was watching the game and I was – I was uh, – I was just confused by that. I mean, if he wasn't hurt, then I don't know how Jimmy Butler isn't in that yeah. in his office. Like, what was that? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right. I need to be on the court. <laughs> but he, even in his press conference, he seemed fine too. So yeah, it, I, I feel like I feel like that could be a probably a thing. Maybe there is something there that they just don't want to, you know, yeah. address or. Hey, I'll tell you what I was impressed so, with. Marcus Smart. He had thirteen oh, yeah. in the fourth. And that's just—I mean, I don't know—for somebody like Marcus Smart to do that on both ends of the court, that—that that really, yeah, uh, that really, um, yeah, that—that no, really he's been finishing at the basket really well. Obviously, his yeah. defense is always his defense is his defense, but he's just his offensive uh, game has been—he stepped up a lot. Yeah, and he did have somewhat of a bone, like or uh, what's the word? What's the best word to use? Uh, I would say. A brain fart for the lack of a better term there was like a minute left less than a minute left really and i think he oh yeah where he went to the basket and he had like 20 yeah. seconds left in the shot clock or like 18 yeah, or whatever yeah. 16 it's like you just want to run that 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 uh that that timeout hey listen i, I need your yeah. opinion on this oh you know what it was mark jackson sorry it was mark jackson it was game right three. it was chris weber and reggie miller did game two Yes, yeah, you're right. Yes. Because I remember Mark Jackson, he said uh, he was like, that was a bad decision by Marcus Smart. It ended up working in his favor. But uh, yeah, I didn't want to uh, give that. It was a bad decision. <laughs> I didn't want to give that 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 gem to Chris Webber. But uh, <laughs> it hurt me to give it to Reggie Miller. But hey, I, I need your opinion on this. Um, okay. Flagrant foul or no flagrant foul? Oh, my goodness. Put See, your bias was- to the side. No, 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 no. Put your bias this, aside. This is, this is completely putting my bias aside. To me, I think this is just the, the the trend of the NBA right now. This is just like what it is. But to me, I mean, when I grew up playing basketball, I was taught you put your elbows up and you you use your elbows to create space, you know? Yeah. So if someone's in in your space and he has his elbows out. I mean, he was just putting, he was just bringing the ball from right to left, right? Yeah. So if Duncan Robinson's face is in the way, I mean, what is, is he not supposed to bring up his, uh, his, uh, his elbow? Like, is he not supposed to bring it down? Oh, let's see what we got here from Stat Guy. 
On not playing Jimmy Butler near the end of the game, Eric Spolster said there was no injury. Spolster said we were just trying to get something quick. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I, I heard. What does that mean? And I, what does it, that it mean? didn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah so, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, just, wanna... I, I don't think he was injured. So um, I th- well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I mean, take he, that back. He, I do think he was injured. I just don't yeah. think they wanted to say something about it. I don't know the extent. Yeah, just, I'm sure it wasn't it, that big. It of doesn't a deal, make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make sense. And Jimmy's not. I just feel like he's not the type to be like, okay, coach, like I won't play. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, because when he was on the so, bench, he looked like he looked content. Like he was like, yeah, I'm cool with this. You know, yeah, I was just confused by that. Yeah. Um, maybe if maybe if Boston goes on to win the series in six, like I I still believe. <laughs> um, so maybe something will come out about that, but I think we'll just have to wait and see for that. Um, uh, one thing I also wanted to bring wait, up wait, I'm about sorry. this. Um, I don't know if you want to finish your thought on that flagrant. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, that. Yeah, so I just I don't understand. Um, I just don't see what Jalen was supposed to do there. I guess I get that that's the rule, but I just I didn't understand what Jalen was supposed to do. I guess I guess we can just get up in anyone's airspace and they have to respect <laughs> us. You know, I thought I thought the it was on the offensive player to be respected, but that's yeah. the new NBA man. I'm old school. I'm old school. I'm old school. Look, man. What can um, I say? I don't I don't necessarily I don't have an issue with the flagrant. Like it's fine. My my issue is this cuz I don't want to sound like I'm just because I have Boston winning the series that I'm pro Boston or anything, you know. But my issue with that is Duncan Robinson is so close to Jalen Brown that his leg is literally in between his legs. That's what I'm saying. Completely completely Throwing him off his balance. So the initial, right, when he initially kind of like, you know, circles his elbows around and then he does it again, you see his body kind of leaning forward. And I'd be lying to you if I told you that Jalen Brown didn't do it somewhat on purpose. Like, I think he was kind of like, yo, give me an inch, like, get off of me a little bit. Well, yeah, that's why I said when when I was taught to play basketball, that's what they said: use your elbows to create space. Create because if someone space, sees yeah. an elbow, they naturally back up. And you my know, thing but too, I is, guess they're discouraging that now. Yeah, and my thing too is when you see something in slow mo, like everything looks so much worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like exactly, so. Yeah. If you see that, I, I wish they did show more replays in real time. Because yeah, in slow motion, that looked like that looked like murder, but. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you were um, um you were gonna get into something. Yeah, so apparently Kendrick Perkins did a list of his top three centers. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. No. <laughs> Wait, is this all time so, or right now? No, no, right now, right now, right now. Okay. So at number one, he had uh Man who Oh, here we go, here we go. So he had his top three centers, and it was um Anthony Davis. Nikola Jokic and Bam Adebayo. Okay. So Joel Embiid took offense to that. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he took offense to that. I just wanted to know: Do you think? Do you think Bam is a top three center? He said Bam Adebayo is the best center in the East. Yeah. So, um, and and I would hate to say this and 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 look like I'm I'm trying to. Well, I would hate for any of this to be interpreted as as disrespect towards Bam Adebayo. But yeah, there's no way he's better than Joel Embiid. That's just my opinion. I mean, Joel Embiid is 
I mean, I think he's better than, and that's no disrespect to Jokic, but I think Jokic is three, and Embiid is two. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I what's think, your opinion I on just, it? I, I don't think no, he's better. No, I, I don't know. I just find, I just think we go too much based off of what we think Embiid should be rather than what he is. And he's just like a he. I mean, the numbers say a lot, right? Like he puts up a great stat line a lot of the times. But I just think we've seen him time and time again just disappoint us. You disappoint, know? like he and, just can't. And what he just can't get the job done, like year after year. And, and okay, I can I'll cut him some slack for last year. Um, Kawhi Leonard was one bounce off of the rim. From them, you know, yeah, may, maybe uh, making it to the next round, but I don't even think that that was that wasn't game seven. It was like game six, right? So they, they would have had to play another game to win, I believe. So, um, I thought that was I just game seven. I just feel like I thought it was game, game seven, seven, but yeah, I'm, I, I might be wrong. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I don't think I don't think they would have uh, advanced to the next series. Uh, but no, I I just feel like for Embiid. He's a great player, but I just feel like Jokic is he brings especially with the modern NBA, he's exactly what you want a center to be. Yeah, you know. That, that that's true, but my I guess my issue too is Embiid can he can stretch the floor um the same way Jokic can. I mean, he can shoot the three no. ball. No. no. If you have, if Embiid is shooting threes, you're happy. Like, you want him to be out there shooting threes. When he starts to think he's Steph, then you're like, okay, we won. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. He gets, a, he gets, you know, sometimes. not, not saying yeah, he can't, I'm not saying, obviously, I'm not saying he can't step out and shoot the three. Yeah. But Jokic is a shooter. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's somebody where you don't want him to shoot either. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. Embiid, you're like, I'd rather settle with him shooting a three. Like, s- shooting a three for Embiid is settling. As with Jokic, that's part of his game. He's inside out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I. but I still think I still think Embiid, I mean, we can make the argument that Jokic is a better shooter than him, but I still think Embiid stretches the floor enough for a lot of sense. No, of course. NBA, you know, struggling. No, yeah, no, of course. Defending yeah, him yeah. out there. But... You know, the only thing I would say that I would give Jokic versus Embiid is probably not even skill level. It would have to be the fact that Embiid is going to miss 20 games a, a season. And I think, you know, yeah. a lot of times a player's availability, right, is also valued, you know, um, mm-hmm. to a certain degree or over over somebody's skill level, you know, because you 20 games is 20 games, man, you know. So, but what do you think about defensively? You don't think Embiid is a, a better defensive player than uh Jokic? No, no, of course. Of course, but I don't think um it's not enough. I don't think Embiid is uh no, I don't think Jokic is just like a turnstile, you know, where it's just like, well, yeah. I have Jokic at, on me, let me go at him. You know, he's obviously yeah. not an elite defender, but he's not a a complete negative, you know? He's just he's just a defender. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so 
I just feel like Jokic is, they're both special for their own reasons. I guess I should just say, for my preference, I prefer Jokic type of special. You know, that's Dude, man, I, I, I see the potential for two possible polls. We could do Embiid, Bam, and Embiid, Jokic. And kind of put it up on our Twitter. Because my thing is, I mean, I think we, I mean, I don't even know if we agree on the whole Embiid, Bam thing. Would you put Embiid in the top three over Bam? Yes. Okay. All right. So we agree there. Let's put up that poll. Let's see what people think. Uh, to me, it's just okay. It's that rim protection, man. I think Embiid. I think Embiid just just wins that there, and and, and you know, um, <laughs> but I can't. I can't one hundred percent say how you know that he's more of an asset to that team, considering that because Jokic could be your point guard. You know, he his right. his IQ on the floor is crazy. His ability to make mm-hmm. that extra pass is is his touch is amazing, but Embiid doesn't have that opportunity. But you know, because because of Ben Simmons. But even if he did, I'm not sure he would be that that he wouldn't be the same. No, he's not that. that. He's, he's not, not that. He's not. At least not to that level. Not that he can't make plays, but Jokic yeah. is like special. Not even just for a center. He's just a special passer just in general. Oh you know, yeah. Like no, no doubt, no doubt. So, All right, so. Hey, here's something I wanted to get into. How do you feel about ex-teammates, especially on a team that that you that 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 you like? How do you feel about ex-teammates getting into each other's faces and 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 um, kind of starting up something in a game? I.e., Jalen Brown, Jaylen Brown. And, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about that? Does it ever kind of just? Tug at you a little bit. It's so cringy to watch sometimes. I'm like, man, you guys were like, it. But it kind of shows you maybe like this is way more of a business than we as fans kind of see it. No, I just think it was in the moment. You know, probably frustrated that they're down and yeah. the tension is high. And it's like, bro, get out of my face. You know, I've seen, Um, I remember one game when Jay Crowder was still in Boston um, and I know him and uh, Jimmy Butler have been close because, you know, they're both Marquette guys and stuff, and they kind of right, have the right. same values, you know? And I remember there was a game where him and Jimmy Butler got into it. Like, uh, Jimmy Butler, like, pushed him or something, and Jay Crowder looked at him like, what was that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think sometimes just in the moment, players just, you know, it just, it happens. Yeah. I don't think there's any bad blood or anything like that. To me, I always, I don't know why, it was just always kind of so weird for me to see. Like that whole like Kevin Durant and Andre Robertson thing, where his like first game back in Oklahoma and he's like getting in Andre's face. Like I was like, yo, what is going on? That's so weird. You were just on this team yeah. last year, you know, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just looking into it too much, but that was always, uh, always strange to me. Hey, I think it's one of, of those things too, where yeah. when you're more comfortable with someone, Maybe you'll talk trash to them more, you know, especially yeah. if you're cool with them. You yeah. know, like, you know, if we're play- if me and you are playing basketball, you're guarding me and I score on you. Like, you better guard up, Josh, you know, right, as right, to where right. if it was somebody I didn't know, I'd be like, in my head, I'd be like, this dude can't guard me. But, you yeah, know, just because I know you, I'm just going to say it like, yo, yeah. guard up, you know, whatever, you know, you just, yeah, just, yeah, cause yeah, you feel yeah. more comfortable. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Hey, here's something interesting. We're talking about centers or just these big guys that can kind of play multiple positions. Uh, Steve Nash recently said that he wants Kevin Durant to play all five positions next year. 
Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, I like it. I like it. I mean, I don't think he should be playing all his minutes at center, which I don't think is his plan. But I could see them him being like a, which is funny because he's almost he's basically a seven footer, like him being a small ball se- <laughs> a center. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I just I would have to see how he looks coming off that injury. But yeah, that would just be interesting to watch because personally, I mean, Kevin Durant. It's never been a knock on him that he's a bad passer, but that's just never been his game. You know, like his game is being a scorer, you know. So Mm -hmm. seeing him kind of be, you know, being a playmaker kind of tells me a little bit about what Kyrie's role is going to be, too. You know, I think that's going to be interesting. So um, I don't know, man. I'm just really hoping for a healthy KD and a healthy Kyrie next year. So hopefully we'll get that. Yeah, same. I think that'll make the East uh, just that much more fun to watch. Look, man, we have another series to get into. Uh, Los Angeles versus Denver. What are some of your takes? <laughs> Game two was a heartbreaker for Denver, huh? <laughs> man. Uh, How does Alex Caruso end up with the ball <laughs> like for a game-winning shot? How does that happen? That's so mind-boggling. Like, you have... <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just... I mean, and, and the truth is, he was wide open for that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah. if we want to go it back, it wasn't a bad to, pass. Yeah, it was. It really wasn't. But if we want to go back to uh, the Cavs, uh, I think it was a Warrior series, if I'm not mistaken. But you have Kyle Korver in the corner, and LeBron mm-hmm. passes it to Kyle Korver, right, to make the game-winning shot, and then he misses it, and then everybody was torn the next day between whether. LeBron should have taken that shot. I think Draymond Green was in... Yeah, okay, it was the Warriors. Draymond Green was in foul trouble. He had five fouls. LeBron easily, right, could just drive to the rim, considering that he was probably going to be somewhat more... um, Not as... You know, he probably wouldn't contest the shot as much, you know, with as much physicality as he wanted to, Draymond Green. But anyways, he passes it to Kyle Korver. So it's the right play, probably... (laughs) Yeah. But as a fan, you don't want LeBron to put it in somebody else's hands, right? Yeah. To make that last exactly. shot. And to me, I kind of saw that yesterday too, you know, with the whole Caruso thing. Um, yeah, you don't want Caruso to shoot to, to, to shoot that. But And you know what? I can justify uh Kyle Corver taking a game winning three over Alex Caruso to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm much more comfortable with Kyle Corver. One of the greatest shooters of all time, right? Taking a three pointer to win a game, but Alex Caruso in the well, Eastern you know, Conference a lot of people Finals? think Caruso is the goat, so I'm not sure. You know, that's a lot yeah, of that's just LA. Caruso. That's just an <laughs> LA market meme culture thing. I right. can't stand any of it. <laughs> I have, I had, I had uh, a family member by marriage. Um, my cousin's my cousin's uh, husband try and. Sit there and convince me that Alex Caruso was a great player. A great And player. I think people... Yeah, I feel like people get lost in... I, I get it. He's a meme. He's a bald dude who's young and he can jump out of the gym. It's a, it's fun to watch. I'm not going to lie, but it's another thing of like... One of those things where we talked about with Kyle Kuzma. If he was in Detroit, would he get that same hype? No, but he's on that big stage in LA, so it just... 
it takes on a whole like he was up there in all star voting this year. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna get the votes because he has that kind of like that cult following. But to me, Caruso is a role yeah. player that does his job, and it really just stops there. I mean, I don't know. He 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 has these momentum plays with like the, yeah. the crazy put back dunk and a really good steal and and um, more times than not he does do the right play. But if we want to really just like you know just focus in on this last play of the game, yeah, you don't put that at Caruso's hands. Um, yeah, but look, man, and if you honestly, talk, the yeah. Lakers the Lakers are fortunate that he. Uh, he missed a shot, right? But they're fortunate that they ended up getting the ball back because, uh, I mean, if that's how the game ended, oh, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless. <laughs> Dude, Jamal Murray, oh, too, he was beating himself up because he kind of had an opportunity to save the ball after the block. Yeah. And he just yeah. didn't get a good, you know, but you don't you don't know that's going to happen. You don't know Anthony Davis. Right, exactly. Yeah. You can't really. Yeah, so. I mean, he did the right thing. I mean, he made a play yeah. on the ball. Yeah. I mean, that was an incredible defensive play. Yeah, you know, all ball, clean block. I mean, what more can you ask for? But right, right. I mean, and you know what? Jamal Murray doesn't need to be beating himself up. You know who needs to be beating himself up? Oof. Let me. Can I guess? Yeah. It kind of sucks because he's is he a new guy? No. Okay, I was gonna say PJ Dozier, but go ahead. No, 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 no. Michael, Michael Mason Plumley. Oh to be yeah, come on. Up. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Yeah. Sorry, I totally take that back. Yeah, the last play. Mason yeah, so Plumlee. he calls for the switch. Jeremy Grant's. I don't. I don't know what the communication was there. I don't know if their coach Mike Malone said, "Look, we're switching everything," or you know. And then Jeremy Grant. Well, they was didn't like, have a timeout. They didn't have a timeout before that. So a lot of it was just kind of just, hey, let's just do what feels right. There is. Yeah. I do kind of want to just, you know, just to kind of dampen the load a little bit on Plumley, but. Jeremy Grant, there is a, a a clip of him right before that play where he's like, "Hey, I want you to come here and help. Come here and help." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Plumlee's probably thinking, "All right, if I do this, then you're obviously going to swing out, <laughs> right?" And yeah. part of that. Also, yeah. Jokic did a he did a beautiful job contending the yeah inbound he pass. Co- he recovered yeah, yeah. okay I I want to talk about the recovery but even the inbound pass. You know, like in yeah. soccer, like the goaltender kind of has to come out and create angles for the for the for the the player that's you know that has mm-hmm. the ball and kind of create these angles in smaller windows, right? And same thing yeah. in hockey. Well, he did a beautiful pass at not you know kind of like go ahead, <laughs> like you could sh- pass it out here and I'll make sure this is covered. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping yeah. that Plumlee's going to do his job. What I'm not going to let you yeah. do is come down baseline, right? So he was doing a beautiful mm-hmm. job, um, you know. You know, defending that, but yeah, his recovery also. And I hate that. He, I hate that there's going to be a poster now of Anthony Davis yeah. doing that on Jokic, considering that he had to cover somebody else's butt. But exactly. Yeah, Plumlee, yeah. No. Nah, but shout out to LeBron bad... for shout out to LeBron for for setting up one of the nastiest screens <laughs> that we've ever seen in the history <laughs> of the NBA. <laughs> he didn't even try to set a screen. Like it was just like no, like. I'm here. He just stood there. Right. So that's, yeah, Plumlee really, uh, no, nah, but the reason why I said PJ Dozier is because the Nuggets missed, um, and I love PJ Dozier, by the way, but 
But the yeah, Nuggets the missed five or like six free throws in the fourth quarter. And yeah. that's that's the game. Those mm-hmm. are the things you have to you yeah. have to kind of tune up, you know, and, and make sure that, that, that you're getting that. I can imagine the next day that's all they're doing in practice, you know, just shooting free throws, man, because free throws was honestly what, what, what lost in the game there. And P.J. Dozier missed two consecutive free throws in crunch time. And I'm like, man, if only those would have gone in, you know, this game would, this series would have been 1 1, you know? Um, there was also another thing, man, where they were down four. The Nuggets were down four. And the play that the Nuggets had right before uh, Jokic hit a three, right? I think that was to go up one. But, uh, Jokic had a wide open three, a wide open three pump fakes, yeah. takes three steps in and then shoots a two. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had talked about it earlier in the podcast that Jokic is a really good three point shooter. Like he's a big that yeah. can go out there and really shoot that. And he has the green light yeah. to shoot it for whatever reason he did not And when he shot that too, he was so left. I'm not even sure it hit the rim, but that's yeah. another thing where I'm like, man, you know, like just little small plays. And I mean, we could talk about plays the whole game, you know, but it's just mm-hmm. the fact that those were in crunch time that you think that maybe the, the those would have been the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So what do so. you, how do you feel about the series going forward? Do you think this was a, a momentum crusher for Denver or this is like a momentum builder for LA? Like they had, they haven't, I mean, they've been tested, but that was like a nice little test. You know, we lost the lead. We game winner, you know, do you think that builds momentum for them? How do you think that affects the series going forward? I mean, for me personally, I think Lakers kind of have to beat themselves up for game two. I mean, as they got saved the way they did, you know, to be honest, if Plumlee would have just contested that the way he should have, I'm not sure AD Mm -hmm. is getting that off with such a big athletic. Well, honestly, honestly, I don't even think, I think if Plumlee's there, I don't even think the pass is getting to AD. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't think yeah. that option is really there unless no, they because... force it somehow and get it to him, you know, but Yeah, and and we mentioned it. Like there was no screen that was set. So Plumlee, like mm-hmm. there's no reason for him to have any or to give up any space for AD. Right. So, right. but yeah, so I think for me personally, man, I think AD, uh the Lakers have to beat themselves up for letting that that lead go away because we've seen it in the first two series with the Nuggets. I mean, they're one of those teams, man, that they just they just need momentum, you know? Being down so 3-1. So do you think they the, just do you think they just prefer to go down 3-1 and win it that way? Yeah. That's their strategy. <laughs> no, no, I mean I don't. If it was 1-1, I mean, it should have been 1-1, you know? Yeah. Uh a lot of it like, you know, last podcast we talked about what the series is going to look like and I said 7 games. If I'm not mistaken, Nuggets. And a lot of it was just for me, just to let people know that I personally believe that the Nuggets could sit at the same table as the Lakers. And I think a lot of people, like Stephen A, he was like, nah, they don't have a chance at all. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, like, game two was a testament of the fact that, yeah, like, they do. Like, they're a solid team. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Nuggets could kind of – I think maybe they needed a game like game two. Obviously, they want to come out with the win, but I think they they did need a game like game two just to kind of let them know 
all right, look, like, we're here for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'm interested to see how Denver responds to this. You know, if they can take the positive out of this, you know, we didn't give up. Maybe we're just one play away from from winning. Um, I think I had Denver in six. Yeah. Now that they're down 0-2, not too confident in that. Now, in seven, I could probably see that, but... Um, yeah, man, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to play that team tough because uh, LA looks good. They look really good. They do. I was iffy about you know their role players, but Rondo's been stepping up. Uh, KCP's been stepping up. Uh, Marcus Morris, even uh, Danny Green. Yeah, you know everyone's looked. You know they've looked really good, and I guess that's just a characteristic of uh, of a LeBron team. You know right, when right, you think right. I don't know. It seems like everyone just steps up when they need to. So, and you know, I, one thing, one thing that I would say, man, is as as a as a Laker fan and as a Kobe fan, um, I hate the narrative that gets pushed that the Lakers have to do this for Kobe. And I'm like, why don't the Nuggets have to do this for Kobe? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what? I'm sure a lot of those guys grew up Laker or uh, Kobe fans, or and I mean, I don't know, maybe even Laker fans. You know, like, yeah. So wh- wh- why do why do they have to do it like for Kobe and not the Nuggets? Yeah, you know? like uh, Jason just... Tatum's probably trying to do this for Kobe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I hate that narrative, and it gets axed ev- after every game, you know. Um, and it makes sense; they're the Lakers, and obviously Kobe's, you know, who has a bigger attachment to the Lakers than Kobe, you know. So I get it, but ah, it's so cringy to hear. But whatever. Not to harp, not yeah. to harp on the Plumley thing, but um, I wonder what y'all think of this. I found like a couple of articles. Seems like a lot of people are saying that it's actually Grant's fault and not Plumley's fault. So it was actually a great defensive plan executed correctly by Plumley. Um, depending on LeBron or AD giving uh going for the lob, Plumley was to guard the basket and Grant was to guard the outside. Um, yeah. It was a man to man change to zone and Grant messed up. Not plumbing. well, yeah. So that's why that's why th- that's good that you brought that up. That's why I was wondering what the strategy was because if they were supposed <laughs> to switch, then yeah, that's definitely on Grant because you can see Plumley like, bro, go <laughs> go get AD. You know, I yeah. got Braun now, but he just doesn't move. He has his feet planted into the court like I'm not moving. So yeah. that's why I'm like, who who is this on? So if that was their what? strategy to switch. Then yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Jeremy Grant after the game, like, bro, what did we, what did we talk about? Right, and that's that. You know? The strategy, yeah. The strategy apparently was that if uh if there was a screen, then that then they would switch. Yeah, yeah. But a screen never came, and Plumlee still called for the switch. Yeah, so see, that's just whose communi- fault is that? Yeah, exactly. That's just communication there. I I guess he took it as a screen, whatever hey, LeBron I'll did tell you what, on I'll that t- play, but. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what though. This might just be a testament of the genius that LeBron is. He's hearing all of that. Cause I, I don't know if you remember me telling you like Jeremy Grant. There was a clip right before that where Jeremy Grant's telling him like, "Yo, I want mm. you to come here and I'll switch off." Yeah. So LeBron's like, "All right, cool. I'm not gonna set a screen, and you guys are gonna be confused." You know. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's Maybe true. that's a reach, but man, I tell you what, that was uh, it, it's hard to know who to blame in that situation. But yeah, I think Jeremy Grant. Yeah. No. Be- exactly. Yeah. I guess. I guess only the people in that locker room truly know what it was, 
But yeah, I mean, clearly, uh, Mason Plumley thought switch, and uh, Jeremy Grant thought no switch. So whoever that was on for next game, they need to have that figured out because that can't happen again, especially in those moments. <laughs> You know you that Spider-Man so, meme where they're both pointing at each other? It's like two spiders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what's going on. Hey, but exactly, I mean, yeah. But that's true that you mentioned that because if if Plumlee's thinking, all right, well, we're going to switch if it's a screen. Well, then you could easily point your finger at Jeremy Grant. Like, what's up, man? Like, we just talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like we just mentioned, the fact that there wasn't a screen set yeah. is the reason why Jeremy Grant did it so then that's when you point your finger back at mason Plumley, like yo why'd you do that there was no screen set so it's just and also i couldn't i didn't really see much of uh interaction from jeremy grant you can see mason Plumley like pointing like go get him but you don't really see much from jeremy grant it looks like he's just like i'm supposed to be here i'm not you know i don't you couldn't i couldn't see his lips so i don't know if he told him like bro no we're not switching or something. And Plumley was insisting, you know, I can't, I can't, I couldn't really tell by the, the angle, but that was just, I mean, at some point somebody has to just jump out at him, you know, yeah. it yeah. just seems like they were both like stuck on LeBron. Like neither yeah. of us are moving from here you and, know? And to while the honest, other person's expecting them to, to jump out on, on AD. It, it, it's, a, it's a testament of, of Jokic too. I mean, his, the, 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 his IQ on the floor. Because the fact that he was able, like we mentioned before, recover on that. And like we said, it yeah. just sucks. It's unfortunate for him that he's going to be on the poster, you know, of AD yeah, scoring seriously. that on him. You know, it's like, why do I have to eat this? I have two guys. A that play he wasn't even involved in. Exactly. Or wasn't supposed to be involved in. But <laughs> One thing I love yeah, about man, that play that is that Dozier, Dozier slapping that bar, punching the ball at the end of the play. Kind of like, mm-hmm. I love that passion. Like, to yeah. just like, like. So just to show it, you know, like not grab the mm-hmm. ball and then kind of like, no, I'm going to, you know, set him down and put it down. No, he just punched that yeah. thing. And I, I love. Yeah. I love and that's passion. why I'm interested to see. That's why I'm interested to see what um, Denver does with this, because they can either take the approach like, man, we tried, man, we did everything and we still couldn't. Or they can be like, look, we were just one right play from winning that game. So. Right. Just take that momentum to the next one. You know, you and now you know you can beat them. You know? Yeah. So just take that momentum. But yeah. um yeah, I don't I'm a little iffy on the Nuggets and Six right now. But you know, who who knows, man? You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. They were the first team to win uh to come back three one two series in a row. So if anyone yeah. can do it, it's them. You and know, at the end of the day, if this was if this wasn't in the bubble, because I think I was just having this conversation with somebody that the fact that this is in the bubble kind of makes people overreact because there's no fans. But you forget that if this wasn't in the bubble and they were just playing home games and away games, like, is it weird that L.A. wins their first two home games? You know, like, yeah, that's true. So at the end of the day, it's just like L.A. won their first two home games and game two was a buzzer beater, you know, like Nuggets have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, you know what? That's very true. Yeah, I think we would think talk about these series different right? if they were at home. You know, because if you like, let's say the Nuggets win game game two, this the topic would be like Nuggets steal game two yeah. um, in L.A. Now they're heading back home with home court <laughs> advantage. You know, right? right but yeah, right. usually it's not really expected to win those first two. Winning it is a bonus, but yeah. I mean, I mean, 
the lower seed has to win a, a game on the road at some point. But, exactly. I mean, you can get away with losing the first two. <laughs> and I know... So... <laughs> well, that's the thing. I know Boston is, is the better seed in the Heat series, but... Right. Like I said, considering there's no... They're playing in home... Florida, so... <laughs> right, exactly, right? All right, well, let's consider that. They lost the first two, the first two games. Yeah. Essentially, that's like if the Heat were to play their first two home games, you know, or... Right. You know, it's just not it's not weird to lose the first two games in a series. Yeah, That's exactly. Awesome. Exactly. But all right, so, man. Uh, let's talk about these all NBA teams. Yeah, well, do you want to start off with MVP first? Just to Yeah, sure. I mean, earlier in the um earlier in, in, in I think it was game uh episode 1, <laughs> game 1 of the podcast. Um yeah. No, episode 1 of the podcast, we did talk about um Giannis. I think we all agreed that Giannis should be the the MVP. And he did. I mean, he got it. And LeBron hey, got Hey, real quick. Yeah. Real quick, stat guy. Do you want to make a case for Giannis to come to uh, the Bay? No. No? <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> nah, I don't. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to... Because then everybody would, just, everybody would just hate us all over again. And I'm just like over it. I'm just <laughs> hey, like, that's yeah, a good point. I can understand That's that. a good point. I can <laughs> let's just do what we got to do and like... Because I feel like all of all of our rings just get, get that little asterisk put next to it. And yeah, that's like, fair. All right, that's whatever. fair. Which I don't agree with. I think I mean your team is your team. At the end of the day, you can. I mean, you know. So exactly. Uh, okay, so no Giannis to the Bay. <laughs> I, you know what? I can completely understand that. I would probably feel that way too. Like, nah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. We want to. Yeah. We want to prove some people wrong this season. And I, think, I wouldn't yeah. be mad if it happened. I'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, I would, I would just get like that feeling, like, ah, oh, this is about to be so annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, um, so, so, so LeBron, uh, LeBron got what was it? 16? Sixteen votes. Yeah, sixteen yeah. first place votes. So I yeah. think that was the big story coming out of it. And he was and, not happy about it. Yeah, he wasn't happy about it. And he was vocal about it. And, I mean, come on, man. I just think at the end of the day, Giannis doesn't have an AD next to him, you know? So, I think it's kind of like just what he was right. able to do. It's just, I don't know, man. First first team or first uh, seed in the in the East and in and, and a way more competitive East in than in recent years. Yeah, best record in the NBA. So, it was Giannis, man. To be Giannis, it was. Yeah, it was, it was, it it's was a regular nice. season award. I mean. Just, exactly, yeah. I think people hate to see it. I do think they should give the MVP out before the playoffs just so we can get our minds off of that because once we see how Giannis performed in the playoffs, it's like that's all you can think about now. And now yeah. you just see LeBron in the Western Conference Finals and you're like, was Giannis really the MVP? It's a regular season award strictly yeah. for the regular season. And if you want to go by that, Giannis was the best player. I mean, that's he was. it. I mean, yeah, he was for sure. I mean, that's, and, that's uh, all you can go off of. And LeBron, uh, you know, he's playing lights out in the playoffs, and that doesn't help either. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't help. Exactly. It that's doesn't help saying. the argument. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, the numbers that for he's him to be playing lights out. Like, yeah. For him to be playing lights out while Giannis is at home, it just doesn't help Giannis's case. Exactly. And, and the numbers that he's producing in, in even one half <laughs> – yeah. Are like way better than some of these other guys. So yeah, LeBron yeah. is really making a case for uh 
if, if you know, for some of these people, I guess, you know, that he should be yeah. the MVP. So, yeah, but not I mean, with us. that was a little, <laughs> yeah, that was a little controversial, I guess. You know, for me, I agree with it. It's a regular season award. Um, I do find some issue with these uh, all NBA teams, not necessarily first team, but second and third team was where it got a little bit um, iffy for me. So first team, we have uh, Luka Doncic. I think we can agree. Yeah. James Harden. Yep. Nothing for me. LeBron James. Nothing for me. Giannis Antetokounmpo, MVP. I hope he'd be first team. And then Anthony Davis. So, I mean, I think that's that's accurate. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think there's really much to say. All incredible players, probably the best five players in the NBA this season. So. Yep. Can't really, can't really complain there. Uh, second team, we had Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, Nikola Jokic. Now, can you guess what my issue is here? I think I know what your issue is overall with all three teams. Um, and I think. <laughs> I don't think you want to you want to get into that yet, but I would have to guess that you have an issue with Bradley Beal not being here. But I don't think that I'm not sure necessarily that he would merit a, a, a all second NBA. I would say your issue here is probably Siakam. Yes, spicy <laughs> P, right? Honestly, and this could be me. And this could be me going off the playoffs. I could be guilty of that as well. Yeah. But I just think, I mean, I just always thought that Tatum was a better player. And I just really think Tatum should have been second NBA. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So you're yeah. biased. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> no, bias aside, though. Bias aside. Look at the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Look at the numbers. Look at the skill set. You know? No, yeah, you're right. And, you're right. Uh, I mean that's just me though. But other than that, I don't really have an issue with uh with the second team. I, I love that Chris Paul got that second team nod. You know, that's uh that's uh that says a lot. You know, he really he really carried that team, he really uh affected the culture in Yo, OKC, I'm looking at so. the numbers now and I can't believe how incredibly close they are. The Tatum right? and Siakam thing. Yeah, they they both average. And it's actually like leaning more towards Tatum's more in his favor, and I'm actually kind of surprised because wow. All right. Yeah. No. <laughs> and also with uh, Chris Paul, like I was saying, I I just think you know, I just really to go back on that. I just really love that he made second team. I think he deserves a lot of credit. I didn't think he was going to go to OKC with a positive mindset i thought he was going to be demanding a trade you know and he came in there he embraced it he took uh sga under his wing and you know unfortunately they weren't able to advance past the first round but uh i mean great season great season from him dame not gonna get any complaints from me no nah. uh, ultimate respect for dame Kawhi leonard i mean that's Kawhi. Jokic, we we just talked about Jokic, how special he is. Siakam is probably my only, eh, not sure, not really. You know, sure. so so considering that Chris Paul, he had this was a seventeen five and six. 
17, 5, and 6 season for him. Mm-hmm. How much of being on an all-NBA team has to do with your record? Or, I guess, what you were able to accomplish with what was given to you? I think it should play a lot. Okay. Because yeah. my thing is, I mean, I think Bradley Beal should be on an all-NBA team. Considering he was on a really, really bad team, I'm kind of like... okay. I don't so, want to so let's say myself. Bradley Beal, because I, I might have something spicy <laughs> to say that might make some people okay. upset. All right, gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. All-NBA third team. We got Ben Simmons, Russell right. Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert. So my only issue here, and now we were talking about Bradley Beal, and... I think he should have made a team, and I feel like he should have made it over Westbrook. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Oh, wow. Wow. I think that's disrespectful, man. <laughs> I, think that's I don't care, man. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Look, man. I think... I think I think Bradley Beal should have made it. If I had to look at this list, uh, let me look at it again. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the All-Star game. And I remember looking at, like, Ben Simmons. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I've never been sold on Ben Simmons, personally. And I just, I don't know. Like, his numbers just don't compare to, like, Bradley Beal's numbers were so ridiculous this year. And, and, you know, there's like this, like the first time in history that somebody with that type of numbers doesn't make one single right. NBA team. And then if you look up at, you know, if you look up Ben Simmons' numbers, which I don't have it pulled up, but what I do have pulled up is Russell Westbrook 27.2, 7.9, 7. 7.0 on somebody's, somebody else's team. Now he finally has to take a step back. And these numbers are still very, very solid. And they do fill up a stat sheet. And I don't know. It's just like I feel like maybe you're basing a lot of this off of the playoffs. I mean, could you kind of maybe admit to that? I don't think it's based off of the playoffs. I think I've been pretty consistent with how I feel about Russ for a long time. But I will say I'm not mad at um, you thinking that Ben Simmons – should probably not have made it over Bradley Beal. So I can understand that. Yeah, I just think... I can understand that. I think Ben Simmons, I mean, his numbers are just always... Like, they're nice. I get it. He's a he's a big... You know, that that, that can pass the ball very well, and, and he handles the ball like a, like a point guard. You know, it's just... I don't know, man. It's just... I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know, You just man. don't think Bradley the numbers... Beal. You don't think yeah. the numbers... Uh, they just don't add up for me. For, like to, yeah. not, to not put Bradley Beal in there. So I would have to say Ben Simmons take him out. Um, but yeah. Okay. But that's I'm not it. mad at that. I'm not mad at that. So how do you feel about Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert? Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Rudy Gobert, I mean... You, I think, think... Go, you think Gobert should have made it over uh, Embiid? Um... So I think he that's also took question. offense to that as well. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it has to be kind of humbling when you probably think you're the best player on your team 
and you have another player make the All NBA team. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't argue against it. But yeah, I have no problem Rudy Gobert as an All NBA third team. I think he yeah, does same. enough scoring. Um, I think he's like at 16 points this season, and considering what he does defensively, just year in year out, being considered as a all you know, um, always making these All NBA defense defensive teams and mm-hmm. and defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah, I have no problem with him at three. Okay. okay. Or All NBA thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I don't have too many issues with this. I don't have too many issues with um just maybe yeah, Bradley Beal. I mean with those type of numbers, you just I mean you gotta make an all NBA team. You got he wasn't even yeah. an all star this year, you know, it's yeah. just I just feel like it was like pick on Bradley Beal year for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, he might be the new Dame. Yo, one thing I would say is I love how much his wife comes to his defense, <laughs> like oh, on yeah. Twitter and stuff and social media. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I would love for, yeah. uh, you know, my wife to make a case for me making an All NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Even Let's... playing the NBA, she's like, to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, he should have made at least the All NBA thirteen. <laughs> He cleans dishes so but, well. But, I mean, what are his numbers? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on. I think we should get into uh, our favorite and only segment that we have on this podcast, and that's for us to be completely biased for one minute. So, uh, I guess I'll start. Go ahead, man. I didn't really put much thought into it, but we'll uh, go ahead and do it. <laughs> All right, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, start this off. If you guys know, if you guys know me, you guys know I'm a big Diet Coke guy. If you ever want to get me a gift, go ahead and just buy me a big pack at Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's, family pack of Diet Coke. That being said, the Carolinas have a gas station called Quick Trip. Many of you guys know it as QT. Now QT has the spiciest Diet Coke out of the fountain. It is so spicy. And we live, we live, we live in the day where everybody goes to Wendy's and uses this big, like, 100 flavors Coke machine. You know what I'm talking about? Freestyle machine. Yeah, yeah, freestyle machine where you go get some Coke and it tastes like cherry and vanilla and orange from the past previous, like, you know, the little, like, six year olds that try to experiment. So it's so comforting to finally get a spicy Diet Coke. I'm not saying QT is the best gas station. They do have the spiciest Diet Coke, and that's my bias. QT. The fact that you're calling it spicy is so funny. It, so- it sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know spicy Diet Coke. <laughs> Yo, that's you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. When it just like slaps the back of your throat and it's just like, I- <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's how I describe it. That's I, how I hate describe that. It. <laughs> I hate that. You don't like, like the like the you, bubble, like the bubbles. The one that gives, like when you drink it, it give you instant hiccups. Oh. Like McDonald's Sprite, like that type of. Yeah, I, bro, I hate that. <laughs> nah, McDonald's dude, would you Sprite rather have that or have throat. flat cherry yeah. orange vanilla? I mean, I think you can find a nice medium. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be lot. either or. Yeah, I think it needs to be still. He's like, he's like you flat or slap. Like, nah, yeah. So, dude, I need that thing Siakam spicy, straight up. <laughs> That's not spicy at all. Yo. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're wild. Man, you, guys, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man. <laughs> spicy Diet Coke. Yo, that QT <laughs> Diet Coke will make you. That might have to be like your new Twitter name or something. Spicy <laughs> Diet Coke. I'll take the spicy Diet Coke. Man, you guys are wrong about this one. Alright, alright, stat guy. Oh, I get to go? Yeah, man. Go for it. Alright. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm be real biased. I'm gonna make it real, real spicy in, in honor of Josh. Um. I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and argue that the Bay has the best deep dish uh, pizza. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to all Ooh. the Chicago people. Yikes. I know y'all getting real mad right now. We got Zachary's and we got Little Star. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just say it right now. Nobody's messing with Zachary's pizza right now. Nobody's messing with the deep oh, wow. dish pizza at Zachary's. I don't think you have any idea. I know it's Chicago style, but I went to Chicago. I tried out about four different deep dish pizza places. All the ones that people recommended to me, none of them was hitting like Zachary's. So, yeah. Wow. Y'all gotta step your deep dish pizza. I think you have and no idea what you just did, man. You just broke the internet. Hey, hey. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. I stand by it. Y'all, Chicago got a got a hit with uh with Harold's chicken. That was crazy. <laughs> the lemon pepper catfish changed my life. But uh. The deep dish pizza, man, I don't know. I'm still sticking with Zachary's. I'm sticking with the bag. Now, that was some spicy Diet Coke. That's what <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, yeah, I know my Diet Coke was spicy, Whoa. but geez. He went straight to the QT for that one. Oh, my goodness. Hey, oh, wow. hey that's, that's, what, that's what the segment is for, right? Yes. Hopefully no one from Chicago hears that because... Uh, <laughs> it'll be hot. Oh, my goodness. Show me a better place. Ooh. I need a better, I need Yo, I might have to pull this too. <laughs> this might be a Twitter Seriously. poll. I need some better play. This might be the most uh, one-sided poll on uh, in Twitter. I know, right? <laughs> hey, I'm going to text everybody, everybody from the bet. Hey, yo, go on that poll <laughs> know, and run it up. Hey, you should. Run you should. That would really make the internet go crazy. Hey, but you know what? I've never tried deep dish pizza. I've never mm. tried it. Okay. So I would have to I would have to try that. I haven't either. I feel like I haven't heard the greatest things about deep dish pizza. I love no, but deep dish pizza. The it's concept favorite, of it my favorite sounds pizza delicious. By far. Yeah, the concept. Yeah. It sounds it sounds It's my favorite pizza by far. The one that I get is I get this uh this the pepperoni and the pepperoni comes with like fresh tomatoes on it. You get pepperoni so on your pizza? Like, it's yeah. Oof. <laughs> it's bread. <laughs> it's bread. <laughs> then it's then it's uh pepperoni then it's a layer of cheese then it's a layer of sauce then it's another layer of uh cheese and, and then like oh, yeah. it's another layer of pepperoni another layer of sauce and then fresh tomatoes and basil oh, all yeah. like on the nice outside like stacked up Sounds with good. way more sauce and it's it's crazy you had me it's basically cheese. like a big lasagna <laughs> <laughs> lasagna is what it tastes like i have to oh, try lasagna that. pizza yeah exactly. hey what's it called out here? Yeah, yeah. About deep dish pizza? Not like like the, the oh. restaurant. The restaurant out here is called Zachary's. 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 Shout out to pizza. Zachary's. Uh, send Shout us a shout. Zachary's, Zachary's, if you want to sponsor yeah. us, you know. 
Ooh, if we got sponsored by Zachary's, Ooh. it would only benefit me, but. <laughs> nah, I'm trying to rock a Zachary's uh, extra large shirt. Oh, yeah, no, they, they do have shirts and they do have hats, too. People wear them around the bay all the time. Like, Zachary's is like, if you say you're going to Zachary's, like, they serve wine with the pizza. Like, it's, it's oh, wow. like, uh, it's nice. a real It's thing. a flex. Okay, cool. It's, it's for show. Sure. <laughs> It's only in the in like the bougiest areas. It's like there's one in a super bougie area called Piedmont in Oakland area, and they have another one in Oakland. People um, from Piedmont listening are like, we're not we're not bougie. <laughs> oh my goodness! I can't believe they. All right, Zachary's. We need an extra large, a large, and we need a small uh, shirt. So hit us up. Yeah, let's Seriously. do all that. Exactly. All right, Jeff. Oh man. All right, here, guys. This is my turn. Yep. So. uh to be biased so this is something that i learned um very late in life and um, this is a topic it's not a new topic it's been something that's been covered on plenty of uh twitter you know people on on twitter have covered this but i just want to reinforce this make sure it's clear in everyone's heads when you order your wings there's no reason to be ordering drums i'm sorry Stick to the flats. Stick to the flats. We don't need drums. Be a real man and eat the flats. Get all flats. I don't even think I need a minute for this because that's all I want to say. Just get. Thanks for the thumbs up, guys. I'm getting thumbs up Jeffrey. on Zoom right now. Hey, listen, man. Listen, man. Listen. I got ten I seconds. I just wanna. Okay. I just wanna. I just wanna reiterate this. Just get flats. All right. <laughs> We don't need drums. I grew up eating only drums until, you know, I saw the light. So that's all yeah. I have to say, guys. That's all I have to say. Every, every time I go to Wingstop, uh, y'all have Wingstop out there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I know y'all got Buffalo, but um, every time I go to Wingstop, I always get my order just flats. And it's extra when you get it like that, but I always get just flats. It's worth I'll, it. I'll pay the extra. Right. I'll pay the extra. You guys I'll, break the bone? Yes. All flats. Yeah, and eat the oh. marrow? Do y'all? Oh, okay. is that wild? That's the, I'm actually not talking about that. I'm talking about when you split the bone and then you like individually dip each wing. Oh. I mean, yeah, because there's Are like. You talking about, you talking about a full wing? Oh, I actually ordered wings what you, from Chex. Shout out Chex, Charlotte. Oh, but so you're talking about the wing with the. With no, the no, wing. no, no, no. I'm talking about a flat. Oh, okay. If you split okay. it. You always have to split it though. You split, you split it, yeah. So you break the bone. Cause there's always top. chicken in between there, so you gotta split it. Oh yeah, eventually I always split it. But I, I eat it. I take a bite out of one side, boom. I take a bunch of bites out of the other side. <laughs> then I split it, and then I. <laughs> ah, okay, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. And I and I and I, I get I get it all off of off of both sides. Jeffrey, you break the bone. You have to. Do, oh okay. Do y'all, yeah, yeah. since I already outed myself, do y'all crack the bone and eat the marrow? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not a savage. Yeah, I never, yeah, I never I'm notorious. I'm notorious. <laughs> I'm notorious for not really eating wings right. Like everyone's like, you mm. left so much chicken on there. And I'm like, I didn't. Yo, I didn't want to call you out. I was like, Jeffrey, I agree with your flats thing, but I've seen you eat wings before, and it's like, um. Well, I struggle. I struggle more with. That's probably why I stopped eating drums like that because it's just too much going on on the drum. I feel like with the flat, it's just easier to clean it and just, you know, even if I'm not cleaning it to the standard of most people, it's like for me, 
a better clean than what I, I can do with the drum. So I mean, lets you go to sleep at night. Yeah, I get that. Did you get Did you get wings the last time we went to Buffalo, Jeff? Uh, no, I think I got a chicken sandwich. Oh, you got a sandwich. Oh, that's yeah. the ultimate Jeffrey move too. I, I think go I, to a pizza spot and you get a burger. Like that's the ultimate <laughs> Jeffrey move. Like, <laughs> I think I got a sandwich too. I think I got a sandwich too, but it's because I have zero respect. I have zero respect for uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, there goes our sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> but Buffalo. The Buffalo views Wild of Stack Guy just... are not necessarily the views of the rest of the movies of the Bias Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards but, that guy here. I'm not going to lie. Y'all like Buffalo? I don't. The, no, the I wings, don't. I don't. The wings are so fake to me. Yeah. Like, no wings is ever that big. I've never seen a chicken that big. Never <laughs> in my life have I seen a chicken that Yo, big. Yo, you guys want to get into this and argument? About what? Boneless chicken wings? Oh, that's ridiculous. The chicken nuggets. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Those are chicken that's nuggets at the end of the nugget. day. That's a nugget. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously, that's so true. <laughs> that's a McNugget. That, so so, that makes me so angry. Get I feel some like tenders. I know so much about you. <laughs> I know so much about you once you order a bump, uh, some butter. Yeah, and, and then you got the nerve to eat it with a fork. Oh, man. <laughs> Dipping oh it in God. ranch. You might, as, you might as well because you're just, you're eating something. I mean, <laughs> it's not, it's not wings. So I, I'd feel more comfortable if you ate it with a fork. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I feel like. Boneless wings are are basically in my head the same as like cauliflower wings. Like, yeah, that's not wings. It's not wings. It's just pieces of food. Um, <laughs> pieces of food. Bought up. <laughs> bought up. And, yeah, bought that's up the wildest bite. way to describe food. <laughs> Yo, nah, man, that's just pieces of food. <laughs> it's just little pieces. It's just some little pieces of food. Bought up in little bites. And you just taking a little bite to the food. Right. Yo, this man food. just. This man just asked for pieces of food with a spicy Diet Coke. Oh, man. Yo, now we just lost our cauliflower sponsorship. Pieces of food. And it's like, what are you doing? I like I like cauliflower wings, but there's no reason they need to be called wings. Yeah. To me, it's just like pieces of food. I've seen a lot of cauliflower in my day. I've never seen a cauliflower fly, so I mean... Facts. It's not a. It's not a wing. It's not a wing. It's not a wing at all. <laughs> oh man. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure, as always. Stack guy, great to have you back. Josh, good to be here. Good to have a voice. Yeah. yeah good man. to have a voice. <laughs> we wanted to empower you. We wanted to empower you on this. I episode. appreciate a little bit of sunlight. <laughs> yeah, I was just typing away, <laughs> typing away in my in my stat booth. <laughs> I'm glad to join, join everybody on the mic. Even yeah, man, this was fun. Definitely. definitely, man. So, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Please remember, you listen on Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating. Please subscribe so you can get notifications when we uh, post our next episode. And, uh, yeah, guys, anything else you guys have to say? IG, bias aside... Twitter bias aside pod, so follow us on there. And uh, we have a lot of spicy takes, so uh, go ahead and make sure yeah, you check definitely. those up. Yeah, run them things up, share with your friends, um, put in your Instagram stories and your whatever stories, and tell your mama, your grandma, all of them about it too. Yeah, tell a friend, a tell a friend, a tell a friend. 
Yes, sir. That's how you grow. Yes, sir. So, all right, guys. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week, and we're out. Later. Peace.